want to bring joy and laughter into people's lives and to make them happy again, especially after last year's events. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Mr. 8 Plus. Today's guest is a radio host, a television personality, and he's also the driving force of a charity called Gotcha for Life that focuses on building emotional muscle, resilience, mental fitness, and social connection in individuals, families, and local communities. I'd like you to welcome Gus Warland. Hello, Gus. G'day, g'day. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I'm about to explain to the audience how I came across you. Back in May, my mother listened to one of your podcasts on men's mental fitness. And then my mother recommended that I listen to it. And I did about a week later. And then my mother and I began to see eye to eye more on certain things. Because I would often complain about certain things. And my mother often got frustrated because she, she she simply didn't know how to solve the problem. But then I also then eventually told her that just because I complain about something to her, that doesn't mean I want her to fix my problems. Sometimes I just want her to listen a little bit. See, that's how I came across you. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I, I have to get him on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Firstly, um, mums are awesome, but they're not always right. So that's a really good point, which you've worked out. Yeah. Um, and also mums are fixers, right? They've loved you from the moment you became a little bit, bit in their tummy. Yeah. And all of a sudden you pop out and they want to protect you and they want to look after you. So it's all coming from the right place. But what we're doing at Gotcha for Life is actually, I suppose, re-educating parents a lot on what it takes to to be parents now to a generation which are a lot different to when they were growing up. Yes. Can you tell me why it's important for men to be vulnerable and show their emotions? Absolutely. I think the reasons are pretty clear. At the moment, we lose seven beautiful men every single day to suicide, plus we have many that try to take their own life in this country. So we're not doing something right. So we need to look at that and do something differently. And I think one of the really easy things to to at least work out as a problem, much harder to fix, but to work out as a problem is that we shouldn't be burying our emotions. We should be able to find a village, some people around us that we can be completely truthful with, that we can talk to them, warts and all about absolutely anything. And uh, that's been a problem for men for a long, long time. We've been told to man up, shut up and take a teaspoon of cement and harden the you-know-what up. I think we need to change that. And I think the generations below me, I'm 53, your generation and then the generation after you, like my son, you're a lot better at it than I am. And you're probably a lot better at it than your grandfather was. So we're getting there slowly, but we're not getting we're not getting there quick enough at the moment. And unfortunately, we're still losing seven blokes every day, two women every day, and we have someone try to take their own life every 28 seconds in Australia. So it shows you that we've got a massive problem and we need to um, get to the bottom of it. And that's what Gotcha for Life are doing. That's very important and not to mention very impressive. Well, it's been my life's work since I did the Man Up program on the ABC to really get focused in on this to make sure that we get those suicides rate down to zero. And I know that's that's an enormous thing to to say and to do, but one is too many. So yeah. if one's too many, it's got to be zero. So that's where our focus is. Yeah. Can I ask you, why do you prefer to refer to mental health as mental fitness? 
Because I think mental health has got a bad rap. I think most people think of mental fitness and they think about something negative. Whereas if you think about mental fitness, it gives you an opportunity to work on it, just like your physical fitness gives you an opportunity to work on something and make yourself better at it. And that's by, you know, if I asked you now, um, do you want to go run the New York Marathon next week? You might go, oh, let's go to New York, but let's shop and eat, not not run the marathon. But give me a year to train, then I'm more likely to be able to do it. So let's talk about mental fitness as a positive, something you can work towards. And that way we can have everyone in the discussion. Because if you talk about mental health, everyone thinks that's someone else's issue, where in fact it's everyone's issue. Uh, it's just what level of mental fitness do you have? And we want you to get fitter and fitter physically and mentally. Yes, um, I would agree. That's definitely important. And it just normalizes the conversation as well. That's the key. You want to normalize the conversation. You want to take it away from doctors. You want to take it away from white coats. You want to you want to actually want make these conversations between you and I very normal, just like you might want to speak to a mate of yours very normally about something that's just a bit more important. We should be having more of those important conversations. Yes, of course. It's there's nothing wrong with um, discussing personal matters. No, not not with the right people. You don't want to tell everyone all the time, but if you've got a couple of friends, or it's a family member, or a doctor, or a or a, or someone that you trust then talk to them about it. We shouldn't be holding those emotions in because holding those emotions in, unfortunately, really does tear away at you internally and ends up making some really poor decisions. So we want men in particular, but all all humans, to be able to talk about their feelings. Yes, of course. In fact, I'm actually, um, I actually feel comfortable with talking about personal matters. In fact, some men are not wanting to see a, th- a therapist of sorts because... They don't like airing their personal business in front of an audience. But personally, I don't mind doing it because that's what they get paid to do. They get paid to listen to what you have to say about your personal life, especially if you have issues. Yeah, that's what they've trained for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's a lot of people that I talk to say they don't necessarily want to talk with their friends, and that's fair enough. So find someone who's a professional that can help you, and that's that's really just as important. As long as you're getting the, the thoughts out of your mind and out, that's the most important thing because once you start talking about them, you realize you're not the only one that has these problems, firstly. And then secondly, you realize that there are some solutions out there that people can give you to have a look at trying to get a little bit little bit better. Yes, of course. In fact, there are some things about me that I haven't really disclosed with the audience. Um, well, I have anxiety and epilepsy too, but one of them I take medication for it and the other I do not. It's the epilepsy I take medication for, and the anxiety, it doesn't need medication. Also should ask you, when was the last time you cried in front of a woman? Uh, Firstly, I I stayed silent there because I wanted to give you the space and time to tell me how you were feeling. So thank you for sharing that with me, and I'm sure your audience will will like to know more and more about you. Um, you. And I think it's very courageous to do that, and good on you. That's going to make more people more likely to talk openly about stuff. So thank you. Um, I actually cried in front of a woman on Friday. So this is Monday. So only a few days ago because I had to go on the road for a week and I wanted to, I knew that I would miss my wife and my daughter who's at home at the moment after finishing her HSC. um, And I cried when I said goodbye to them. So I don't have any issues at all being human and showing those emotions, good, bad and ugly, is human. So I have no problems being human around my family and I think that they appreciate me being honest with them as well. That's good. 
Yeah, I, personally, I I think I'd cry too if I had to be away from my wife and kids for um for that long. If I had one. <laughs> hey, it won't be long. I reckon you're getting pretty popular. You might have a few throwing themselves at you soon. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have very, very few problems being human too. And I'm not really afraid of showing my emotions either because I'm actually pretty emotive myself considering that I'm a Piscean and Pisceans are well. Pisces is one of the one of the water signs, and water signs are very sensitive. Mm. In fact, I'm pretty hypersensitive. Yeah, I'd prefer to be hypersensitive than not sensitive at all, or feeling that I can't be expressive about how I truly feel. I'd prefer to go the other way for sure. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a Sagittarian. I'm very sort of outgoing and outspoken. Uh, wear my heart on my sleeve, like I say, and. If you don't like it, well, that's okay. There's plenty of people that I get along with and I don't need any more friends, you know what I mean? I've got my family and friends and people I care for and um, I'm just out here doing my best. And you'll get to know this as your popularity and your stardom becomes bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that are hangers on us. There's a lot of people that want to take a uh, opportunity to get themselves further forward in life because of you and you've got to be clever. Thanks. To work out who are the real ones and who are the not-so-real ones. Thank you. In fact, there's something else I should mention as well. Next week, I'll be starting a cooking show called Bone Apple Tea, and the proceeds will be going to charity, but not just any charity. It's for Beyond Blue. Yep, Beyond Blue are good. Beyond that- Blue are good. They'll, they'll, they'll gratefully accept your money. Um, there's a lot of good people out there doing good work, and they're, they're one yeah. of them. And it's actually perfectly fitting in this case because, because I have anxiety. Yeah. How's your anxiety at the moment? How are you feeling now doing all this work? I actually feel feel fine at the moment. Um, prior to this, um, I was pretty agitated most of the time because I was trying to balance a full-time job in my and all these offers I was getting. But eventually, I just could not balance everything any longer. So I had to chuck in my job. But I have no regrets about it. And I'm cool with it because I've been wanting this for, for the past two years. Good on you. Sometimes you don't know if it's going to be a good choice, do you, until you actually make the choice. Yeah. And then if you don't feel anything now that's wrong, that you've made the right one, then now dive into it and do the best you can. Yes, of course. There's also something that I've been wanting to prove for quite a while. Yeah. That at least one man isn't a bad egg. There's a lot of good men out there in this world. There's a lot of not-so-good eggs as well, but I've met a lot of good good eggs. you're talking to one, I'm talking to one, and there's plenty of us out there doing good work as well. Don't worry about that. Don't uh, nice. Don't ever feel that you're alone. That's good. But I actually particularly dislike men that, that are bad eggs. Oh, yeah. There's plenty out there. I've spoken to many. I've tried to help many. Some want to be helped. Others don't want to be helped. So you can only help the ones that, that are willing to have a crack at doing something a bit differently, and that's what we need from this world at the moment is people to look at things a little bit differently. Yeah, exactly. But also the thing is you have to be serious about working on yourself because the thing is a lot of people aren't serious about putting any effort on working themselves. Yeah. You know why? Because it's bloody hard work. People don't like hard work. So when you have to do something that's difficult, when you have to do something that's hard, people give up. But being in a full-time job is hard work too. What's the difference? Well, the thing is that in a full-time job, for a lot of people, they'll go, well, at least at the end of the month or halfway through the month or the end of the week, I'm getting something for it. There's a little bit of reward there. 
where the reward you put into yourself, it's a lot longer normally to see the changes and to see the reward. So a lot of people give up before they even get there. Well, why bother giving up? Well, that's the thing, because it's hard work and a lot of people can't fit it in. So the first thing that goes is the thing that's the most difficult. I see. What does being a man mean to you? Oh, look, I think a man at the moment is a very different man to the rules that we were given all those years ago. Uh, we've been trying to live up to a stereotype that's very, di- very, very difficult. So when I'm talking to school kids or young children, men at the moment, I talk about being as open as possible, about expressing how they feel, about taking on the masculinism if they want. They can be masculine if they want to, no problem at all, but also realise that you can show emotions and you can actually be human. So for me, it's being hardworking, being resilient, being the best you possibly can be, but also realising that, you know, what makes you a man is very different to what TV shows tell you, what movies tell you. You know, I've just watched the new Top Gun. Like no one's going to say that Tom Cruise isn't a man, isn't out there doing wonderful things and he makes great movies and he makes a lot of money and there's a lot of charity there for him. So that's fantastic. But it doesn't mean that we all have to be like him. There's a lot of different roles to play in this world and uh, find the role that fits you and then just be yourself. Being yourself is the most important thing that I can tell any young child. Yes, of course. In fact... I prefer not to refer to myself as as a man. I prefer to see myself as a teddy bear. <laughs> That's good. I'm just a man physically. Yeah, I understand that. You're a human being that uh, likes likes teddy bears. That's good. That's good for me. Yeah, I'm basically a teddy bear in a man's body. <laughs> good on you. Thanks. <laughs> and even though I don't consider myself masculine, I'm very heterosexual as well. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there with lots of labels and stuff on at the moment. It is confusing for a lot of people. It wasn't quite as confusing for me as I was growing up. But from my point of view, you know, I'm a heterosexual man, but I wear my heart on my sleeve. I I adore women. I adore men. I just love human beings, you know. I just want to be the best version of that myself and a really good example for my children and people that, um, that like the type of stuff that I do. And I think if we people that are authentic, and we are being real, then I think we can make some real change. And that can be positive change. Yes, of course. Also, i got to ask you this. You refer to family and friendships collectively as a village. How did you come up with it? Yeah, I think basically you need to have a village around you, people that know you, understand you, that can have conversations with you, warts and all, um, people that are real, basically. There's too many people out there at the moment that are lonely. There's too many people out there at the moment that have lots of friends, but they don't truly know how people are feeling. So for me, it's all about finding your village, finding your people and letting them know what's truly going on in your life. Those warts and all conversations, doesn't mean you burst into tears every five minutes or you have a deep and meaningful conversation every time you talk. But what it does mean is you can have that conversation if you want to. And that's really what it's all about is finding people that you can talk to completely honestly as a human being and not enough people have that village around them so whether you call it a village or a tribe or a team or a crew um i just like village because it just gives you that understanding that it's a whole lot of different people from different age groups that can be there to help you with the type of stuff that life throws at you yes everybody needs a village yeah i agree in fact i've also felt loneliness in the past too yeah especially in school right 
A lot of people find that because if you don't quite find your tribe or village at school, it can be a lonely place. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. And the sad thing is friendships come and go, especially after you finish they, school. Yeah, you have to work on them. They're hard work, those yeah. relationships. Like, yeah, I've, I've still got a lot of friends from school because I work very hard to make sure that I stay in contact with them. That's really, yeah. if you just let them go, they'll fade away because life gets busy and people move yeah, on. You need to work on these things. I know. But some people put in more effort than others, which I experience frequently because usually I'm the one that that's the instigator or puts in the effort. Yeah, and that can become exhausting, right? Being the one that puts yeah. the effort in all the time. And and it does annoy me frequently. Yeah, I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. But if you didn't put the effort in, then they not, may not be your mates. They may not be the ones. So at some stage, you've got to make the decision. If you're the one that's continually making the effort, if you're the one that's continually phoning up or texting or organising the dinners or the movies or whatever it might be, then those people may not be your people. You know what I mean? At yeah. some stage, they've got, to, they've got to come back and give you a bit of love as well. Yeah, of course. And the other thing is my level of loyalty is exceedingly high and I'd like to see somebody somebody's loyalty match mine. Yeah, and if they do, then that'll be a magical relationship. But at the moment, by the sounds of it, you're not any having anyone match you. Nope. Yeah, and that's sad. So you've got to work on that. What I tend to do is get people to write down their village, their most important people, the ones that you cannot imagine living without. Get a pen and paper out and actually write down the list and then find out if those people are giving you the same amount of loyalty, the same amount of love as you're giving them. And if they're not, then question them on it. Say to them, hey, I'm the one that always instigates everything here. I want you to give me some love back. And if that conversation doesn't go the way you want it, then those people may not be in your village. So you, at some stage, you need to question your village to make sure that it is the right people. What would you like me and the audience to learn from our discussion? The simple, most simplest thing is don't worry alone. I don't want anyone sitting there worrying alone, worrying with thoughts in your head that you can't get out. So even if it's difficult to get those thoughts out, even if you've got snot running out of your nose or tears running out of your eyes, Tell people how you're feeling. Find your village and tell them how you feel and be human with them. We're throwing away perfect. We're throwing away the social media world and we're actually just getting down to the nuts and bolts of being the best, kindest human being that you can be. Yeah. So that would be the advice that I'd give your listeners is don't worry alone. Yep. And also there's something else I sh um, we should probably know as well for mental fitness. Reading and Listening and watching the news as well is actually also quite bad for mental fitness. Yeah, there's well, not a lot of good news coming out at the moment, that's for sure. So surround yourself with a good book or a good podcast or the TV shows that make you feel good. Yeah. And then find yourself a news agency that will allow you to get the news that you need without necessarily yeah. any bias, um, just to keep yourself informed because yeah. information is key. But the most important thing, find your village, don't worry alone. Yes. Oh, and also, did you know that I that my podcast has a strict no COVID talk policy? I love it. I love it. I read up about you. I love the fact that you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about COVID, and I applaud you for that because we certainly Thank hear you. enough of it, don't we? Yes, exactly. And because I want to bring joy and laughter into, into people's lives and to make them happy again, especially after last year's events. Exactly. The last couple of years, we can just put in the bin. We're going to move forward a lot more positively. Exactly. And um, chatting to you, listening to you, listening to other positive 
podcasts and broadcasts. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Because I realized something to myself last year: if nobody else in this world is gonna is gonna try and put people in, in a happy place again, sometimes you've got to take action yourself. Absolutely. You the more, more more than likely people aren't going to take action. People love talking about awareness, but it's action is what we're after in everything that we do. And this is action. So that's good. I believe that we're now on to our Ask Mr. A Plus segment. That's a segment that's towards the end of the podcast where the guest has the opportunity to ask me questions. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you a question of how do you feel? Have you always felt comfortable about being who you are and not putting any on any airs and graces and actually being the man that you've ended up being? Has that been something you've always wanted to do? Yes. But also, I must confess this. When I was 14 years old, I wanted to be like my father. But then when I was around 19 years old, I decided to stop to stop trying to be like my dad and just focus on being myself. What was your dad doing? Well, at the time, I admired him for what he had. You know, because he's married, he doesn't live with his parents, he's got more money than me. He as his own place, that sort of thing. That's Yeah, so more the material stuff rather than the man himself. Yeah, he and I are very close. What does he think of you and what you've decided to do with your life? He's actually very proud of me and he's supportive of it. That's great. And, he, and like any other father, he's also quite protective of me. That's really lovely to hear. In fact, a lot of people seem to be protective of me. Well, I think people, I've only known you for 25 minutes, but... My gut feeling with you is someone, you're someone who's got a lot to give and people want to make sure you don't get taken advantage of. Yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. And if that's the case, then people will probably come across as protective because yeah. they just want to, they want the best for yeah. you. Do you happen to have any other thoughts? No, I just love that. I just love, I enjoyed our chat today. I hope some of your listeners um, will get something from it. Get them to write down their village, the people they love the most, and then go to work and tell them how much that you love them. You know, I think telling people you love them, being kind to them, thinking about them, we need more of that in this world. So yeah. um, I hope your listeners pick up some good hints on that and they can go off and do it. Hopefully, they, hopefully they'll learn something from this. Exactly. I just want everyone to be the best they can possibly be, be as kind as they possibly can be and not ever get to a stage where they're worrying about taking their own life one day, you know, and I think yeah. if we build everyone's mental fitness up, we'll all be human beings that are a lot happier and a bit more supportive of each other and not feeling alone. Yes, of course. Like back in the 1880s, there was a time where men had to be bold and fearless and tough as nails. Mm. But luckily that's all changed. Yeah, there's still people out there that do that. And there's plenty of people that need to do that in their jobs, whether in the military or there are times where people need to be steely. And I get that. That's that hardworking, you know, people that are a bit old fashioned in a way. We need those people. I get it. But we yeah. want to even give we want to give everyone a little piece of themselves where they can be completely human and they can just yeah. Take a breath and be normal with people and not always have to have that stiff upper lip. You yeah, know, of course. You've still got to be hardworking. You've still got to be focused on what you're doing, but it doesn't mean you can't be human. Yeah, of course. And I have to admit that I'm pretty old-fashioned myself. Yeah? Yeah. I always thought to myself for a long time, isn't it the father's job to teach his son how to be a man and teach him about women, cars, tools, mowing the lawn, <laughs> because that was the traditional role. Yeah, that is. And there's still a lot of people out there doing that. And that's fine as well, as long as you allow your son 
to know that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay not to necessarily do all those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the key. It's just us learning as older blokes, us learning that that's, we're not pushing the old fashioned stuff to our young kids these days because it may not be what they want to do. No, of course not. Because everybody wants to do different things. Yeah. Well, my son's a lot different to how I was growing up, you know, and, and his son, my grandson will be the same. So, yep. you know, we're growing up in a much different world to the one that I grew up in. So yeah. let's have a few more different rules around it. Exactly. Because back back in the older generation, um, a lot of fathers expected their sons to follow in their footsteps and then view them as a disappointment when they decided that they didn't want to. Yeah, that's unfortunately still happens at time in some in some families and some cultures. So we've got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go, but we are getting there. We are slowly but surely getting there. Yep, you're telling me. <laughs> but whether your um, son or daughter wants, wants to do something different to what you did, you shouldn't see them as a disappointment. Just accept it and because it's their life. It's their choice. That's right. And then get behind them and support them the best you can. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's that's the job of a parent. What parents need to do is just is just back off and have, think positive and have faith that their offspring will be fine. All they can yeah, do in the meantime yeah. is just be there for them and support them when they need it. That's right. There's going to be ups and downs, going to be rocky roads, but be there for them and support them the best you possibly can. That's That's what a parent's job is. That's certainly what I do with my three kids. That's good. How many sons do you have? I have one son who's 22 and I've got two daughters, 20 and 18. Oh, nice. I'm very lucky. We had eight pregnancies for the three children. So we lost two sets of twins and another child as well in through the process of um, of having the three kids. But we were, um, you know, we talked it, we worked it out. We had good doctors, good hospital system and we got through it. And um, that was a long time ago. But I know a lot of people struggle with that as well. So... Yeah. Um, very lucky to have three happy, healthy kids now. That's good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Gus. It was a pleasure having you on. So thank you. It's an absolute pleasure talking to you. I look forward to one day having a cup of tea with you and um, seeing how you're going, mate. I hope everything goes well for you. Thank you, Gus. Also, um, where can my audience follow you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, Gus Warland and Gotcha for Life is gotcha, the number four life.org. That's a website there that gives you all the details you need if they want to support us or find out more of what we're doing. And I, I appreciate you uh, supporting Gotcha for Life and having me on today. My pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. All the best to you and your audience and have a good rest of your day. You too, Gus. Thank you. <laughs>